Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. Center of the Galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsuck for another edition of Force Center. The big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet. I don't know what's going on me today. I just want to have some fun with you guys here and my co-hosts, Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Landa. <laughs> I really like that you went about three quarters Palpatine. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a almost, it's like a Palpatine uh, cousin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the Steve Palpatine that most people see when you write Sheev Palpatine. Yeah, yeah Steve. He, he was a good guy. He just he got into some uh, bad business deals and uh, Sheev and him didn't talk much yeah, after it's... one of their life day p- parties. <laughs> Not Steve's fault. Yeah. Oh, I love 
that. That's Jennifer, great. how are you? I am good. I am getting well rested after mm-hmm. my costume explosion. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm coming back to life. Costume explosion sounds like uh, something that would happen in an alien movie. Yeah. Just on, uh, just boom, oh, she died of costume explosion. <laughs> and Mr. Scrimshaw's here as well. Mr. Scrimshaw, how are you? I am doing pretty good. I've been having a lot of shows, a lot of writing, uh, so I need to have a sleep explosion. Ah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I finally had one of those recently, and it was spectacular <laughs> after three nights of unplanned insomnia, because whoever plans it. We're going to have a lot of fun today. I've been looking forward to this one. The title of this episode is How to Train Your Jedi. Not a new animated movie, though maybe you could make it an animated movie, but The Last Jedi and, well, The Force Awakens, well, the sequel trilogy has, has brought out a lot of questions about what Luke did in between these years and how did he start the Jedi Order and did he do it right and what happened? Why did Ben Solo turn? How was that allowed to happen? What led to that and how did it uh, come down? So it raises a question about how do you train Jedi and how would you train your Jedi? What's the better way? We've seen some of the Forces of Destiny episodes have really revealed some of Yoda's thoughts on training Jedi. We did see a lot in the prequels. We were introduced to the concept of a Padawan learner, and we some snickered in the theater, but now we accept it as part of uh, the lore and part of what it is. So we're going to dive into that today. And uh, Joseph and Jennifer, I think we could agree that it's important on how you train your Jedi. Mm-hmm. That's right. Absolutely. I think there's also, a part of why I gravitated toward this topic is that mm-hmm. as fans, it's easy for us to go, look at the Jedi Order. They made a lot of mistakes. Right. Yep. Oh, well, Obi-Wan, what a jerk from a certain point of view of that. What what a bad teacher. Mm-hmm. And now Luke in the sequel trilogy, he maybe doesn't even want to teach Ray, And it's easy for us to sit in judgment. <laughs> so what I wanted to do with some of these questions is not only talk about it in context of the movie, but right. like turn... The spotlight on us. If we had the responsibility, because almost right. all these characters aren't like, what should I do? Should I become a scavenger or teach Jedi? Like, no. Fate yeah. finds you. The Force finds you. And it's your responsibility. How are you going to do it right? I want to challenge us to answer those questions as well as talk about the big movie ones. I love it. Now, Jennifer, you are raising a Padawan of yes, your own. And so you might have a, a different perspective from the perspective of parenthood in yeah. Star Wars. It is tough. Let me tell you guys, <laughs> it is not easy, especially if you have a, a Padawan learner who is very strong-willed, a lot of opinions <laughs> and ideas, <laughs> and a lot of emotion yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of things coursing through the veins. The midi-chlorians are working. So let's start with the training we have seen on screen and uh, the different versions of it, the different uh, um, uh, takes on it. And we'll start with the, the, the prequels. It, it seems very rigid in the prequels, Joseph. It is, uh, it is a, a fully functional order and academy. They yeah. got a school, for gosh sakes, you know? Yeah. They're going around recruiting kids, and that sometimes means just... Like taking them, (laughs) (laughs) not quite kidnapping them, but you you good with this, parents? Gotcha. We'll come back in a couple years. Um, So we've seen a very rigid take on it first. Yeah, and I think a philosophically complex one that clearly spoke to George Lucas, but that idea that, of course, you should have compassion for everyone. That's what this is about. And yeah, of course you should be buddies with Dexter Jetster. Right. And of course you should defend your Jedi uh, brothers, sisters, aliens, and, and care for them. But don't get married. Or, <laughs> oh, are you best buddies? Do you see with that person every night? Do you right. have a trinket in your room? Mm-hmm. It's such a it's such a uh, elegant and fine line to walk that it is rigid, uh, but uh, in some ways also trying to get you to be, you know, very open. Right. Soft. 
and rigid at the same time. A rigid yeah. openness. A rigid openness. <laughs> rigid I, openness. I said sexy things, and I didn't mean yeah. to. I didn't mean to add that to the Jedi Code. No. Soft no. yet rigid. I didn't mean to do that, but I did. It just shows goes to show how difficult this is. Yeah. Complicated. Yeah. Talk about. But yeah, now, certainly a, a, an established structure that with philosophical complexity. Yeah. Now, because of necessity, what we see in the uh, original trilogy and then in Rebels, Jennifer, that training kind of has to change. It can't be as rigid because there's not classrooms. There's not a Hogwarts that uh, people are going to now. Right. This is something on the run. It's on the fly. Um, and and now, again, this is all start right from the beginning looking to you as a parent. You might have, you might read all the parenting books. You might have all these things you're going to do. And then when it actually happens, you're on the fly, I'm guessing. <laughs> yes. And the thing, you have to improvise. When right. when you are a teacher of any kind or a mentor, you can't, and you're each each student is going to be different. Some yeah. will respond to that rigidity and the rules and the structures. And mm. then you have others that will not do well and will challenge you and will fight back yeah. against those rules. Question mm. things. Yeah, and question things. And so you have to be flexible when you're, when you're teaching and, yeah. and not berate your student when they do challenge you. Right. Or uh, curious about why right. do these rules exist? Because next thing you know, you're watching an opera and since you're, you're Padawan <laughs> says, how can I learn that? And not from a Jedi. Joseph, your take on the classic series training, which was definitely, it was uh, it was low-tech, lo-fi. Yoda didn't have the textbooks. He just had his knowledge. Yeah, yeah. I think that the, it's marked as being, like, reluctant. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I feel like um, I've never really thought about the, the Jedi training in the prequels as being homeschooling, but I guess that's kind of what it is. Yeah. In terms of you are with all your other younglings, and that's who you have your relationship with. Yeah. So I find it fascinating that Yoda is very challenged by Luke being too old, mm. so uh, his mind isn't flexible right. anymore. Right. With you must unlearn what you have learned, and all that. Uh, but there's also something sort of free, much more free about it. Yeah. Because you got that vibe that it was more nomadic. And, and we saw with Kanan and Ezra a lot of stuff being on the fly, and and Kanan kind of being a a, a not confident, broken teacher, which maybe from that is valuable lessons as well. Yeah. You know what? I think that's, yeah, because I think that's what's going on with Yoda, too, is he is mm. telling Luke, do or do not, uh, but he's not necessarily applying that to himself of, like, mm-hmm. as a teacher, you just have to be committed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, sounds like, as a, you know, a parent, obviously, y- you are raising a child, so you can't <laughs> be like, I don't think I'll train this one. Right. <laughs> I think I'll just let this one. This one's already gone wrong. I'll let it follow its own path. I'll have a Isn't second that, child. Yeah, yeah, usually the second child, right? Yeah, yeah. right, exactly. Uh, we got to do this again? Yeah. Second child. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I guess maybe what, what I'm struggling towards with sure. the classic trilogy and with the Rebels, that it is really like, clearly like the teacher must learn at the same time. Mm. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, and, that, and that's some of my favorite stuff is watching Kanan kind of re- Relearn things. Yeah. It's, it's cool. And the Force is a Destiny stuff episode. I remember talking about it with you, the one where, where uh, Ahsoka learns to fight with the two lightsabers and Yoda talks about her identity. Yeah. And uh, Jennifer, you love this episode too as well. It's like, I mean, that is uh, slightly different than what Yoda's talking about you know, versus what the rigid training of the Jedi Order and uh, there's some interesting stuff there. Yeah. yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> You're right. He tells Ahsoka, embrace your uniqueness. And, you know, your individuality. Yeah. You need to be who you are. Yeah. But, yeah, he's not really spouting the same kind of... But there again, each student is different. That's true. So maybe that's what Ahsoka needs to hear, and he knows that. Yeah. 
I think we have a warped view of it because what mm. we see mostly in the prequels, the actual movies, mm. is all of the Jedi dealing with the bad student who is Anakin yeah. that mm. they don't know what to do with, so mm-hmm. they kind of uh, are, are harsher and, and wrap his knuckles uh, metaphorically. <laughs> yeah, right. Whereas if everything's going great, you can have a lot more freedom to say, like, yeah, yeah, you know what, Ahsoka? You go get a second lightsaber and hold it backwards. Yeah. Do you? You must. <laughs> uh, uh, because there's no other problems with her. Yeah. Right. Would Yoda be like, boo, do you? <laughs> um, well, in, in the Clone Wars series, we get to see kind of the Jedi Order and Academy fully functional, though yeah. there's a war on. Um, I'm thinking of the episode uh, where they go to Ilum and we kind of really see the, the gathering ceremony and the, the younglings getting their kyber crystals. And y- Ahsoka's in charge of that one. By this time, she's learned some of the lessons Yoda was trying to part on her that we saw in Forces of Destiny and other things. Um, and that was, there was a very much uh, a focus on individual and your own journey finding this kyber crystal. Mm, yeah. So, right. Some of the stuff's at work. It's, it seems like it's complicated to train <laughs> Jedi, yeah. which is why the Sith are able to sneak in there. And uh, the, I guess the big question, if you were a Padawan learner, Jennifer, mm-hmm. taken away from your family at a young age, uh, what would you rather, uh, which direction of training would you rather follow? Uh, say the way Anakin had to learn in the prequels or the way Luke was taught? I would need the independent study. I would need... Yeah. Yoda, you know, and and really being more hands-on in the environment. I would also need the patience of Yoda, mm-hmm. the kind of mm-hmm. Zen quality to balance my my passion and my frustration. That's why I identified with Luke so much. I can't yeah. do it. I can't levitate the X-wing. You know, that's right. my natural inclination. If I had somebody like Obi Wan training me, I feel like we would get too. We would butt heads a lot. He also gets very involved with mm-hmm. Anakin. They they develop like a brotherly kind of relationship, yeah. which could mm-hmm. get complicated. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like I would disappoint him too much. <laughs> <laughs> As, uh, he would get mad at me. That's and what Anakin thought. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I definitely going back to my childhood. I was one of those kids putting like uh, you know. Uh, the, oh, you you can actually read sentences. You go in this class for an hour a week. Oh. The, the gate classes, the, the, right. I think it was gifted and talented or something silly yes, like that. Yes, it was gate. Uh-huh. And I I would get bored and I'd pull out of it. I, I need to go learn on the playground. I need to go learn with things. Uh, you know, I even started going to film school and I was like, ah, another book. I just want to go on set and learn. So <laughs> I, I think I would learn better on the run. Mm-hmm. On the run, practical stuff, in the field. Let me make some mistakes, not fail a test, and then I'll learn I don't know if I'd go Sith, though, Joseph. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, I don't kind, think so. What kind of young Jedi would you be? Oh, in my whole life, I think I would have said Luke, uh, but the, the more one-on-one yeah. and, and being a little bit older, so you could have already formed a little bit of your view of yeah. life instead of it just kind of having it being handed to you on a nice little Jedi plate right. that you can't own that gets put back <laughs> in the Jedi dishwasher because nobody owns anything except for your lightsaber. Right. Uh but I think right now, just the world being a really confusing place, there is something uh, comforting about the idea of people have taken the time to make a philosophy. Mm-hmm. And it's not a simple philosophy. No. It is, yes, we will act in violence, but only after this and this and this and this right. structure. And if you have a problem, there's a different master you can go talk to. And mm. I don't know, I think there's something that sounds almost like... Um, mm. I think it's probably just because I'm a little older and I have to constantly make life decisions and go, yeah. is that the right decision? So the idea of <laughs> putting some of the responsibility on Mace Windu, going like, <laughs> right. as the, you know what, I'm just going to go ask Mace Windu and he'll just tell me to do it the, you know, Vapod lightsaber style way. And I'll go, okay, not my problem, which is not a good Jedi way. Right. I'm trying to shirk responsibility by being into the prequels. That's what's coming ha- down to you. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, hey, you're one, you're one foot in the uh, Sith path there. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and in the original trilogy, not just the training, but the Jedi life was nomadic, again, by ne- necessity because of what had happened there. And um, we see the, the two results. we looking at the Skywalkers. And there's a lot of Jedi who got different kinds of training. We understand that. But looking at these two examples, the, how it ended. Um, would Anakin have benefited from this more nomadic approach, Joseph, or was it just who he was? He was just too powerful, too destined to be this character. Uh, is is that the way it should be, on the run or on the field? Yeah, I mean, I think that my my opinion about Anakin is that his fate would have led him to making that choice right. somehow, some way, eventually. But I think there it is also sort of a cautionary tale of you know one size doesn't fit all as much as the Jedi. Order tried to yeah. be like individuality and tried to teach and foster that with mm-hmm. the, the that great Ilum arc. You, that's that's a great yeah. thing to point out in Clone Wars because it's really like you got to go get your crystal. I'm not going to save you mm. if you give in to any of your faults of being vain of being scared. Yeah. You're just going to be trapped on a nice planet forever. <laughs> Good luck to you. Bye, eight year old. Yeah, like yeah. I mean that's <laughs> that's harsh, uh, but it is yeah. individuality. Um, but I do think that. <laughs> this is another real world thing, but like different learning styles, like you're talking about. Yeah. I can't learn. I love reading. Yeah. I can't learn anything unless I do it. And I had, yeah, yeah. I have a brother who's three years older than me. And mm. that just reinforced me saying like, no, I will put the thing together myself. Cause otherwise I will never know how to do how it. How to do it. Right. Yeah. Mm. So I think that there is a, a draw to that nomadic, like I'm just going to wander the galaxy. And if I happen to run into a, a mentor. Yeah. Then they can teach me, and they will teach me. No, no school. It'll be because there's a bar fight. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like, okay, the next time, here's how you cut a guy's arm off. So I'm going to show <laughs> yeah. you how to cut an arm off, and then the next arm, you cut it off, so you yeah. know how to do it. Yeah, there's something to that. Look, I'm one of those those people that like, I don't, you know, nowadays with GPS, this is a fact. But it's like, I, I, even if I get a little lost, I'm going to find my way. I'm not going to stop and ask the gas station attendant. No. Uh, now with GPS, it's changed everything. But I'm like, all right, maybe we're gonna just, we're just going to get out there and figure this out. Yeah. Uh, and I, uh, I I know that's uh, you know that's just my way of looking at it, Jennifer. There, this this these two end results. Does uh, is it just individuals? Again, you talk about parenting. You get a second kid coming along. You might view it a different, but the kid's going to be different. So what worked with the first child may not work with the second child. No, I think having both schools of thought would be mm-hmm. beneficial. You have that Hogwarts Academy, you know, where you have. Yeah. The home base, or if for the so it takes a special child or special, maybe they're more mature, yeah, right? Yeah. So they have to be a certain type of personality to be able to go with a nomadic training style, and yeah. there needs to be a lot of trust that you can trust this individual. But you know, we don't know what happened with Ben Solo. He had kind of, in some sense, like a, they did a nomadic style, even though it was a school. Yeah, it was from like what we know, yeah. from what it's, we know, it was like its own little. Uh, thing, yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. A yeah. little clan, if you will. Well, look, and I, 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 I've had experience, uh, you know, coaching baseball teams, and and you know, coaching. So you got like. 13, 9 to 11 year olds. Ooh. And yeah. <laughs> wow. That's it's tough. One of the reasons up until that point, it was like in my early 20s, I was like, oh, I'm going to have kids. After that, I was like, I'm going to rethink my <laughs> kids. But it was a great time, one of my great memories. But you have to learn. You have It's skill sets too. I had one kid. I, he taught me how to play baseball. He was 10. You know, like, go wow. do your thing. The other kid, I was like, You're, I'm going to spend time with you. Another one I could bark to get his attention. The other one I had to pat him on the head and say, Good job. Don't worry about it. It's, it's, 13 different humans and personalities mm-hmm. and this and that. So 
that could have been something a little bit to the Jedi Order, you know, that, that talk of uh, the new generation is kind of young, they're arrogant. They're, they, you know, maybe maybe one way, one balance, uh, one path, I should say, wasn't the way it was supposed to be. And so maybe that's why I, I would choose not just to be trained by Yoda on the run, but I think that maybe this mystical Jedi thing worked better outside of a classroom. I yes. don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But we have this big question now of Luke Skywalker. We hopefully will get some answers in The Last Jedi. Not just how he ran away, but we know at one point he was going to rebuild the Jedi Order. In fact, on the shelf behind me, I've mentioned in Spotlight Star Wars and other episodes, are the three paperbacks of the Jedi Academy trilogy in the, oh, from yeah. Kevin J. Right, Anderson right. in 1994-95 range. That's what Luke did there, and that one um, didn't... Uh, it worked better than what we think the one now worked for <laughs> Luke, but it had its problems, and, and Luke's going out. It makes sense with the story, Joseph, that Luke would go out and, and start this. But it seems to have failed in an epic way, which is maybe something different than we expected. Yeah. So um, let's dive in and, and think, maybe guess as best we can. How do we think Luke taught his students? Yeah. Because he's he's got all. He never was at the Jedi Academy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He learned different, but he knows probably the histories. Oh yeah. I mean, he sounds like he took off pretty soon after Return of the Jedi and was just book learning. Yeah. To, uh, himself about the Jedi ways. I want to believe, I think it would be cool if the story was, because I think it is true to Lucas's vision, that Lucas so did Mm -hmm. distrust organizations, which is why he told all these stories of flawed organizations. Mm It would be cool if Luke was like, you know, it is all about the individual. Right. And I am going to have the different training style, just like raising different kids different ways, depending on what they needed. Uh, And maybe he was the best teacher ever, except he had a blind spot to Ben. Right. Because Ben was the one that he feared. Mm. Right, because that, you know, is he going to have to go through what I did? Is he going to be tempted by the dark side? And then we know from the novel Bloodline that the whole Skywalker Solo family just biffed it on giving Kylo the information about his, or giving Ben the information about his heritage. So maybe Luke was a great teacher to everybody else and just dropped the ball on his quote-unquote own kid. Because there was, Mm. you know, this thing, Jennifer, where they felt tremendous light side power or presence in little Ben, I think even in in, uh, when Leo had had yet to give birth to him. But that also could mean the flip side is there's this tremendous dark power there, right? Yeah, I think that's explicitly Mm. in Aftermath. That's explicitly said. So, so, yeah, it was at Aftermath? Yeah, 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 right, right, right. Leia's kind of in touch with the... Yep, you're right. Good job, Wendick. Um, Mr. Bones and that. So when you hear that, yeah, maybe Joseph's theory of Luke had some fear, and fear leads to suffering. We know this. And and maybe that that's part of the mistake. Yeah, that's a great, that could be a great explanation of why he would not want to nurture him, not Mm -hmm. ignore him, but kind of like suppress that, you know, because he doesn't want to give him too much power because he doesn't know what he's going to do with it, especially at that young and crucial age. The other thought I had was that he he knows how capable Kylo is, that he's harder on him. Mm. He's harder on him than the other students. He expects more out of him, and Kylo begins to resent that. Mm. Like, why why is my uncle so hard on me? Right. Um, But, yeah, no, I think you're right about the aftermath connection. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and it could be, too, going to just what I was saying with the baseball coach thing. All right, so I had this one kid was so good because his father had coached him. His little five-year-old brothers would sit on the sidelines and they could play baseball better than some of the 10-year-olds I had on my team. Wow. Uh, I'm not even joking. So this kid, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, didn't need to tell teach him it was like it was actually like my sample kid mm. it was like all right guys we're gonna do a cutoffs from left field drew show him how it's done so maybe luke had this kind of like 
Ben, show him how it's done. And then maybe he wasn't paying attention as much to Ben yeah. and some of his problems. And and then eventually it starts to build and build and build and then explodes and cracks. And when I, I think ap- absolutely that Ben learning his history probably affected him in some way. And then yeah. by this time, Snow, come hell or high water, we don't know how yet, gets in there and, and pulls him aside. Yeah. Well, that'd be interesting, too, since uh, obviously Kylo feels abandoned by Han, and that's well established yep. by mm-hmm. everything, including Han's character. Uh, <laughs> but may, since Luke did ultimately win by embracing attachment, right. which both Obi-Wan and Yoda tried to get him not to do, hmm. maybe Han ignored Ben and Luke smothered him. Like, oh, yeah. Kind of like right. you guys are saying, where maybe he's always the example kid and he's always held up to the perfection, so it's really... Taunting to Snoke is basically like, you want to come behind the junior high and smoke a doobie? <laughs> yeah, right. Because your uncle's just light side this, light side that, love, hugs, attachment. Ben, you're the best. Yeah, because, mm. uh, uh, Jennifer, here, here, tell me what you think here, because as we're forming this idea, we know from, I think, Hamill saying it, that, that Luke believed Ben to be the chosen one. Right. So that right there is Snoke can't get at Kylo or, excuse me, Ben. Uh, one and the same. Can't get at him with like, you know what? I think you're the chosen one. And I, this, that's how Sheev got to Anakin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not being used right. But if Luke's already like, you're the best kid, I believe you're the chosen one. Maybe Snoke used this other come behind the bleachers and smoke a cigarette with me mentality, right? Right. Yeah. And maybe you're like what you're saying with the baseball analogy. He is so good and he is like miles ahead of everyone else. He's mm. almost like bored. Yeah. He wants to be challenged in a new way. And he has these feelings and emotions. He's like, well, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. You know, let you know me what? tap into that. I turned to the dark side because I got so bored in my first two years of college. I didn't continue on. I got into radio, which is like becoming Sith. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't ch- – no one, no one was watching me. Mm. Uh, there's this thing uh, – there's a study of, you know, some people like, you know, writers were procrastinators. We, we, uh, my deadline's tomorrow. I'll pick it up in the morning. Um, <laughs> If, if you're not challenged and it's so easy. So I could write an essay in six, seven minutes in my high school English class. English wow. I can't speak English, but I can write it. <laughs> English class. And it would get an A plus. Wow. Because I was a writer. I was a young kid. I knew how to do it. So no one, my English teachers would encourage me and try to, you're going to have a career in this. But they wouldn't watch me. And my, my interest in everything and all this so went to the left of wanting to be there that I ended up not continuing my education. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe that's going on with, with Kylo. I think that makes sense, too, with the whole story of order. In that mm. the sort of the lie of the empires, we are here to establish order and in Kylo Sand, I'm going to finish what Vader started to yeah. just get control of the galaxy, and then everyone will be happy once I have order. Mm. So maybe Luke was a real hippie teacher, real hippy dippy, right. didn't give <laughs> anywhere <laughs> near so... enough structure. Yes. And so I was like, you know what? Here, here is its structure, its power, its control. Yeah. It's like I'm the same. I'm kind of. I, I'm. I shouldn't say this on a podcast, but like I need to talk to my manager because he. Every time I said like, hey, uh, I'm going to get this. Uh, this pitch uh-huh. done this pitch document done yeah. now i'm gonna write the script he's like you don't have to take your time <laughs> yeah. you know just let it grow yeah. and like wow. no give me an mfing deadline because that's yeah. the only way i'll function yeah mm. yeah 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 so there could be some truth to this yeah and the idea yeah you bring up the vader connection so there's something there and i think i think kylo being obsessed with vader makes so much sense to me 
uh, being this fanboy, um, we talk about Kier Damati in the Leia novel being a, a fan of the Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cool. reenactor. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't think it's cheesy. I think it makes perfect sense. If if you feel disconnected from your own father, maybe maybe disconnected from Leia a little bit. I mean, and also Leia's regret in Bloodline was like she sent Luke and, and Ben away. I mean, that, not yeah. sent Luke, but you know, like they're off training. Ben's going with Uncle Luke, um, and he's looking for the identity. And the identity turns out, well, you're the grandson of one of the most evil creatures in all the world. Um, maybe he didn't know the redemption, or maybe he didn't want to listen to it. So you start identifying with what that is. And yeah, that mm. could lead to the fall. And Snoke gets in there and like, you know, I uh, I knew. I knew, uh, I knew Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I ran Oof. into him with Thrawn. I <laughs> had a burger in the unknown regions. <laughs> so this also leads to what might be happening in The Last Jedi with Rey. Mm. By all indications, Rey is going to be getting some training from Luke. Maybe Luke doesn't want it. I also think there's going to be a little bit of Luke feeling like he doesn't want to be part of what's going on, which is part of the interesting choice that Luke, the great good guy of all time, the guy who took out the first, first Death Star, Vader, and the Emperor, is like, I'm good. You guys go fight your battle. Yeah. And maybe Ray's like, come fight with us. And then maybe he's like, you're not even ready. And maybe some, but some training's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we have this scared teacher who's messed up in a big way. Joseph, how's he going to train Ray? I wonder if it isn't with the uh, the voiceover, and it seems like maybe she's is having some sort of force vision in a cave, like he did in the tree in Dagobah. I wonder if it is almost like you don't understand how big the force is. You mm-hmm. you just think that you're the good guy and you're running out there. Yeah. I'm just going to show you how big it is and see how quickly you get confused, and then maybe you'll realize mm. how hard this is. Yeah, like mm. Yoda did it in a way. I can Yoda think Yoda's still trying to teach him, but he's also trying to make Luke understand how complex it is. Yeah. Uh, so maybe it's just that. Maybe that's the thing that really threw Mark Hamill for a loop. Is that maybe he's being mean and saying, "Yeah, yeah. I will show you how big and scary the Force is." Mm. Yeah. Let me let me show you how how this how this works you know yeah. uh let me show you what happens when you put this uh this power in your hand and you think you want it but uh this is what it can lead to and yeah. look what happened to me or look what happened to this and this and that and uh, maybe even look at what happened to vader maybe he pulls those history books off the the shelf jennifer oh, and is know. like here's the other times it's gone wrong do you <laughs> want this or should you just go back to jakku yeah i think this is going to be really tough to watch as well because Daisy Ridley has talked about how she's looking for a father figure. Mm-hmm. She wants, you know, Hansel is now dead. She's looking for that mentor. And I think Luke obviously is going to eventually train her, but I think he's not mm-hmm. going to be emotionally invested or mm-hmm. available to her. And that's going to be really hurtful for Ray because mm-hmm. she's looking for that. She wants that approval and that relationship. I think eventually she'll get there. But yeah, I think he's going to be mean to her and hard on her. And like mm. you're saying, oh yeah, you really want to do this? Well, here's the reality of it. Yeah, it's uh, I go uh, I go into uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, Glory. And there's a great scene where Carrie Owens is kind of like the, the the second in command, and he's training the guys, and they're having a fun time. They're loading their muskets, and they're shooting, and they're laughing, and they're joking. And Matthew Broderick shows up, and it's like. Basically, what the hell are you doing? And starts doing an actual legitimate load the gun, get it going, and starts firing a pistol in the guy's ear, basically, saying, that's war. That's what this is. Train them right. Train them right. So maybe a little bit of Ray's like, I want to learn this stuff, too. And then we go fight the bad guys. Let's do it, Luke. And he's like, look at my hand. Mm. Look at what's going on here. Look at this. Look at what I've lost. And look at what I've done. Let me teach you the right way. Mm. Maybe he's learned. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know. I think he's going to scare her. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think well, he Daisy is. says, don't meet your heroes. Yeah. yeah. And I think the emotional turn is I think she is going to be the hero and she is going to bring bring the hero back out. Bring the Luke. hero back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a question of second act, third act, next movie. <laughs> next movie. Yeah. Because, Joseph, Luke is still the hero to a generation. He is. Uh, he yeah. is. And he's just lost his way a little bit. Yeah. Who wouldn't? So, uh, fun stuff now. Like, look, we're all Star Wars fans. I think in general, though I do love my empire, I, I, I believe in the good in the galaxy. If we were going to start a Jedi Academy, uh, let's talk about some of the our personal philosophies. And then maybe you guys out there listening can tweet us later on and tell us what you think. Um, first of all, I want to start with the age thing, Jennifer. Mm-hmm, um, now, mm-hmm. look, uh, you have this young Padawan about two. Yeah. Um, could you imagine in a real world scenario, <laughs> her being pulled away? No. By, you know, <laughs> Plo Clune. I'm, I'm a train you to be a Jedi. Opo Rancis has come to your house. <laughs> yeah, Opo a furry Rancis. snake comes to your house. I'm like, I like your baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. She was, she'll help you. She was meant to help you. Um, uh, how young or old would you want to start your, the Landa Academy? I'm going to say Five, but and this is my thing with my academy. I would let like vis- parent visitations, home for summer break and winter break, like Hogwarts. Yeah, you know? Hogwarts. so that you still ha- do have, which we'll talk about later, the emotional attachments of some sort. But five to me, that age is awesome. I just was with mm-hmm. my friend who has a five-year-old son, so agreeable, ready to spring into action. <laughs> Want me to wear this costume? Sure. Yeah. You know, whereas like my, my three-year-old niece, you know, she was a little hesitant. Uh, yeah. There's a little bit more um, uh, um, conflict emotionally. They don't know how to handle their emotions. By right. five, they're getting it, but they're also malleable, which uh-huh. is crucial. Uh-huh. It's a fun mm. stage. It's a fun yeah. stage. Yeah. A, I'm, I'm good with that. Five? Yeah. I, th- I think that's the correct answer. But again, with playing with where I am in life right now, <laughs> I think maybe the Scrimshaw Academy yeah. would teach all sorts of different things, and yeah. a couple of Jedi things would be electives oh. that you could take. Okay. And then it wouldn't be until maybe a college thing. Yeah. Like, I would maybe want the, the Jedi Padawans to be just old enough to have had life kick them in the butt at least once. That's good. Like, Elective. a bad thing happened. Like, uh-huh. I would monitor kids and be like... Did you, uh, you're 14. Yeah. And you, oh, you guys had a, you dated. That's cute. You went to the Scrimshot <laughs> Academy prom. And then one of them dumped the other one. Yeah, like, yeah. Now you can start training because you've, this sounds so cruel, but you felt some pain. Yeah. And I've seen you deal with that. This is, I can tell you are a stand-up comic. Because <laughs> there's occasionally those shows or stand-up classes for kids. It's like, oh, you have not suffered the pain oh, of life to do comedy. Yet. <laughs> um, which is, it uh, sounds a little bit what you're going on here. And I actually kind of like yeah. it. Yeah. I like it too. I think it's just like, uh, uh, Obviously, kids are more malleable at a certain age, but there, mm-hmm. there's nothing uh, uh, that can replace being taught by life, yeah. by experiencing something yourself. I'm kind of answering along the same vibe. I think five is probably a good balance. I think two or three too young, and some of them were taken as that as that young. I think Obi Wan was, Ahsoka was. I, yeah, you, know, you read some of the stories in the Jedi and the Star Wars canon. Um, but I also like the idea of having a little more of your thoughts and opinions and who you are formed. Um, maybe that will. I understand the unlearned, what you've learned, and maybe that starts younger. Yeah. But 
and I look at Anakin at nine already kind of being a little grumpy. Um, (laughs) But I think you can, you already maybe know more what you're dealing with. Uh, They like, I like your idea, Joseph, that they've got some, they've got some mileage, a little bit of mileage. A little bit of mileage. Not a ton. Not too much. I I understand that. Yeah, Luke was, Luke was a little older. It's going to be, you know, what's good, going back to Luke and Ray, it would be interesting if Luke's like, you're too old. <laughs> oh, Ray would be like, be I read in a book that you were old, too. <laughs> um, you're too old to train me. Too old to train me. So I, I would f- try to find that balance of, you know a little bit of who you are, but you're young enough to change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That might be the thing. Uh, one of the big things that uh, Jedis preach, but maybe brings them down, Joseph, is this idea of attachments. There's a lot of themes in the prequels, particularly I think it really comes to head in Sith, about attachments. And the Jedi believe that's part of the reason you come off young. You know, Anakin, they didn't want her, want him to be attached to his mother, but he was. It was kind of too late in the game. They didn't want him to be attached to Padme, and that was uh, quite literally part of his downfall. So um, what do you think about attachments? You okay with the Jedi having them? Do you think it would be better if they did, or do you want more monk-like Jedi? I want attachments. I mean, I think it's I think it's one of the lessons of Star Wars, especially mm-hmm. the first six movies. Right. That it's noble and it's understandable to say you need to be committed to the greater good, which means you can't have these really specific ties which might make you selfish, right. which, might, which might make you uh, be, be too of a, much of a victim of I will lose this one thing because this one person is my whole life. That's all understandable. Right. But attachments just make you too human. You have to be human. Right. I think in order to wield power responsibly, you have to have that extra empathy growth that comes from being truly close to another yeah. uh, mm. person or another Oborancis. Another Oborancis. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can be down with that, Jennifer. Yeah. A Jedi should learn to love and lo- lose, right? A yeah. Jedi should uh, be attached to a pet turtle. Like, well, yeah, there should be something. Something. Yeah, because it learns, you learn how to deal with, with sadness. You learn how to deal with reality mm. um, it, when you have loss or, or, like you're saying, empathy and developing relationships and seeing someone else sacrifice themselves for you in some way, that's really, it's beautiful. And you can't teach that in a classroom and you can't teach that in a, in a book. Mm. You know, that's something you have to feel and experience. So yeah, you got to have attachments, yeah. love, friendship. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think also, you know, when attachment is forbid, that's just creature nature, human and yes. alien alike. You're going to be like, well, what, what about that? I think I'm interested in that. <laughs> right. It's, it's going to happen. It is, as uh, I'm sure you learned, Jennifer, no, you can't have the cookie, and now your daughter wants the cookie. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's the way life works. <laughs> oh, yes. It's the way it is. It's the way yeah. it is. What's your curriculum? What's your curriculum? Is it a balance uh, when it comes to lightsaber training? Lightsaber, lightsaber it's part of it. It's part of why people want to be a, a Jedi, but it's also a violent weapon, and the Jedi definitely believe even uh, uh, not fighting wars, and you see what's going on, like the Mace Windu comic. They're really diving into uh, what was even touched upon with Depa Bilaba, but we shouldn't be generals. We shouldn't be mm-hmm. part of this. We shouldn't have rank in this army. That's not what the Jedi do, which Qui Gon talks about in Phantom Menace. So, so you've got to train. You got to train. You got to give them this powerful weapon. Um, but how how do you go around uh, go about teaching these people, Joseph, of negotiation, aggressive negotiations, negotiations. and negotiations? Yeah, I think you. It kind of goes to what you were just saying about the cookie. Of yeah, uh, you start. I would start with here is the coolest effing thing you will ever see. Mm-hmm. It is a lightsaber. Look right. how cool it is. Right. Yeah. Don't you feel badass when you have it? And go for honesty. Yeah. Just say understand what this is yeah. instead of trying to push it away. 
mm-hmm. instead of trying to be like, well, it's a, it's a elegant weapon and you, we only use it when appropriate. Like appropriate. first just go like, it's cool. Swing it around. Yeah. Cut a tree down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, feel the power. Slice some toast. Enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Slice some toast. Do whatever. Mm-hmm. Cut a, cut a bottle of whiskey open with that thing. Yeah. Uh, a literal dream I've had. Uh, <laughs> and then go into the like, but only at the last, as right. a last resort. And here's all these other tactics. Right. Mm-hmm. Now that we've not denied to ourselves how yeah. cool it is to have a lightsaber. Get that? Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer, you're going to slice some toast? I'm going to say, I'm going to say maybe not everyone should have a lightsaber. Oh, wow. You know, oh. I mean, they, they may have the heart of a Jedi. They may be great at other tactics. Maybe they're excellent at Jedi mind tricks. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to lightsabers, they're a little clumsy. They should, they're like a Neville long, long bottom. Should not have a That's lightsaber great. in their hand. That's great. You know, so they could be I the negotiators. Yeah. Uh, but not the force, uh, the oh, lightsaber wielders. That could be a new kind of duality in Star Wars that you always send two Jedi. <laughs> right. One is yeah. the negotiator yeah. and the other is the like, the muscle. I'm, I'm exactly. better with my lightsaber than my words. Yeah. Yes. I could negotiate, but you're so good at it. Good Jedi, <laughs> bad Jedi. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I like your idea, uh, Joseph, of, um, of of it's cool, right? This is awesome. Um, here's what it does. That's cool. But then here's what it does. Yeah. Um, I'll, very early on, I, I went out to a friend of mine. I hadn't shot a gun yet, and he said, "Oh, there, let's go do it because I want you to see what this is." Yeah. And I shot a forty forty five and a forty. That's pretty. And, and it's like you feel like oh, the reality of what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is this is not a toy. And it, 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 it was in my mid-20s. I, I just, my, my parents didn't, we didn't own guns. It was an urban environment, so I didn't, in a small town, so I didn't have that exposure to it. And it, 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 it was a lesson impressed upon me. Like, yeah. oh, to this day, I just, I'm good. I don't want one. I don't own them. Um, but I also have worked in this uh, uh, public safety environment. All my best friends are, are cops, and I've heard a lot of the theories on, on the weapons of them here and how a lot of the younger police officers these days don't know the skill of interhuman communication and relations. Mm. Yeah. And so a lightsaber is this powerful tool on your belt. Now you have to learn to communicate with the alien species or the human in front of you to not use it. Right. Yeah. And it will be tough situations and there will be times when you're going to have to pull it off and chop off an arm. Oh, ask Obi-Wan. You're going to have to. But to, to, the, the, to teach my Jedi the steps before that is what I would impress upon them. A use of force continuum for the Jedi. Yeah. Mm. So that's something that I think would be important. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. You know? My dad did uh, taught my brother and I how to use bow and arrow. Yeah. And then oh. at one point he caught us. We set it up. We had fun doing it on the range. So we set it up in the basement. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. Yeah, that's not. Uh, let's take. A, let's just take a little break. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, and w- were you like with an apple on your head? Like, <laughs> no, no, no. It's just like this very short distance, and like we had to actually like sure, for sure hit the target. But know, and like, there's the thing because you're probably like cool. It was cool, and you didn't know the the power behind the cool. Yeah, and I think uh, this is a very weird lesson. Like he got us the um, the wrist protection straps, so yeah. like you don't snap. But it's for, I'd never snap my wrist until I got the wrist protection thing. And then I always lined it up perfectly so it got right under the wrist protection oh, yeah, thing yeah. and hurt <laughs> even more. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Oh, uh, the, the, the pain of being raised in a medieval family. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so uh, with that there, we, we need to go to the core tenets of your Jedi Code. The Jedi Code is very important, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're putting together your Jedi Code, what would that be? What would that be, Jennifer? Ooh, I'm looking at these Jedi. At the actual, yeah, the Jedi actual Jedi code. Which, you know, yeah, I pulled these up, and this is fascinating because it's a canon 
conundrum right now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The first one is the one that I think most people know, and I think it comes from those Jedi books. The like the ones that are supposed to be the the actual Jedi Order yeah. books, like, and then they have like notes scrawled in the right. Uh, right. I think and that's where it comes from. There's a Sith one. There's yes. a Sith one too, and a bounty hunter one. Oh, there is. <laughs> Oh, I haven't seen the that guild one. rules, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like when you have to give Dengar a lunch break, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then this other one, I believe, comes from I the Kanan comic, or mm. uh, oh. uh, I can't remember. But it, right, it's, right, it's, right. it's 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 Deepa Balaba saying it. But there's a huge difference. Huge. So the the one that mm. we're familiar with says there is no emotion. There's uh, there's peace. There's no ignorance. There's knowledge. It goes on like that. The other one from Deepa says emotion yet peace, ignorance yet knowledge. In the second one, to me, is so much better. Yeah. It is. They acknowledge these things exist. They are real, yeah. but you should manage them. Yes. As opposed to ignore there's, you're, there's yes. no emotions. They don't exist. Just yep. peace. The, the final one, there is no death, there is the force. And then in the, the second version, death, yet the force. Yeah. So uh-huh. if you are aware of the, the death and the, the price of death, the cost of death, the effect of death, yeah, that's going to be stronger. Yeah. So I don't know my exact words. I haven't yeah. written them out. I didn't, <laughs> didn't write a little poem yet, but I, I would focus on the realities of what's of what's out there, what's going on. How do I incorporate that into a Jedi code so that you can and make it into a nice little haku so my students can memorize it and have it to take them on the road and be comforted, but also educated at all times. I yeah. have to find that. They're there. I believe in the reality of this. Yeah. 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 I do this uh, meditation app. I haven't done it lately. It's awesome. Uh, headspace. <laughs> and one of the things they talk about is like your thoughts and how anytime you try to meditate, you have all the, all of a sudden all these thoughts come into your head, right? And most of the time you want to try and like manage them and stop them. But that's the wrong thing to do. You want to acknowledge them, acknowledge that they exist and just kind of like let them, let them drive by like cars, let them drive by mm-hmm. in your mind. Mm-hmm. So the second one is like you're saying, it's acknowledging, yes, you're going to have passion. You're going to have emotion. It's okay. But then you also have this balance of, of the other side of it. it really is kind of yin and yin and yang yeah so yeah that's what i would go with the second one okay that's good yeah joseph i think i would go to uh some some wisdom from my manager at kinkos <laughs> 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 uh i started there like uh, right out of college and yeah. uh, and i quickly rose through the ranks and i had an incredibly intense manager Mm. Uh, but the only time he would speak nicely to me is at our, our like review meetings and then he'd be yeah. really nice. Uh, like, and there was one time early in my career where of working there where this older woman just laid into me and was just swearing at me and my manager was standing right there and was just like, why isn't he intervening? Right. And it was this very Jedi thing of like, I wanted to see how you would yeah. handle it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and even at one point he was a big Star Wars fan. I made a joke about uh, another employee saying, always with him it cannot be done. And then he created a whole Jedi philosophy for Kinkos. Wow. <laughs> because he was that so obsessed. Cool. Uh, but uh, his, his thing is like, uh, I like you because you don't sweep things under the rug. You yeah. make problems go away. Huh. So I think okay. make problems go away, which on one side sounds really <laughs> harsh. But it means fully resolve an issue. Don't just right. go like, I did my best. The problem's still there. But I, I poked it with a stick eight times, but the problem's still there. Okay. Yeah. And I see that, I see how that carries out for you there. It, it reminds me of Thrawn in Heir of the Empire, or probably later in one of the books, Last Command or Dark Force Rising, where he said, if you have a problem, you eliminate the problem. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, just deal with it all the way. And, yeah. or, and if you have to break it into steps, you break it into steps. But the step that you gave yourself today is completed. It is right. not shoved under the Jedi rug. That's mm. a good code. You guys, your guys' code is good. Good <laughs> yeah. stuff. What's good? Well, my, well my, again, my code, the, the I'm main, trying to, yeah, I'm just trying to find that realistic balance. Yeah. That realistic 
characteristic of uh, I like that approach. I, uh, you know, I, w- I was a, a boss character for 12 years, you know, and yeah. it's like there's there's you got to have control, but I'm going to give you not just the rope to hang yourself as an employee, but just the, the freedom to be you. Yeah. Um, but know that there's a common goal and, and expectations mm. and rules. I, yeah. I am a rule of law type of guy. So the, there's going to be there, but how you, how you get to those, I'm going to let you find that path. I'm going to say Good. a game of Thrones thing for you. Oh, <laughs> you're, it's like, it's like the opposite of Rakan. You're encouraging people to run serpentine <laughs> as long as they end up on the other side. Yes, that's, exactly, 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 exactly. So, uh, you know, we got these Jedi. You're being trained here. If you can train uh, train a Jedi, Jennifer, by levitating anything. Oof. Yoda really taught Luke early on through levitation <laughs> of a various amount of devices and ships. Uh, what would you want? I think you actually want to start small. Mm-hmm. Build up the confidence. Start with a little little rock, a little pebble. <laughs> when you do that and they say, oh, this is so easy. And then you maybe you keep building and keep building. But maybe for the excellent students, you do go big and kind of challenge their ego. Yeah. I think it really has to depend on your, your student. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joseph, you uh, lift in a car? Yeah. <laughs> this, is kind of, this is a little bit of a joke answer, but I also kind of mean it. Ewoks. Ah, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. I can see little Ewoks, their arms oh, like yeah. flapping in there. Like, because they're medium sized, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. if you drop them, yeah. They will be angry. Yeah. They have spears. They will hold you to account. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hurt Ewoks. Th- no. th- this is a padded room, Jennifer. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. They a, have padding them. They're like therapy Ewoks. They're yeah. volunteered they're, they're to be trained. They're Ewoks. Yeah. They, get, they get fun rides. <laughs> and then the difficult kids, it, you know, it teaches empathy too because like, yeah, you yeah. need to know what you're doing. Oh, there's mm-hmm. Don't get caught. Like, lift the Ewok just a little bit. If yeah. you get cocky and start throwing an Ewok around the room, <laughs> that's not that. acceptable. Yeah, absolutely. No. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just oh, for good purpose, Jennifer. Your Ewoks are going to be safe there. Yeah, I think I would, uh, <laughs> I'd like to start small, you know, seeing is believing. Maybe, you know, I think Anakin had the right idea when he lifted up some fruit to impress Padme. Just mm-hmm. you don't want to use it for that. No, no kind of gain for training. So I, I would start small. I don't know if I, I look how much that X-Wing did take out of Yoda. He did it, but he... He was tired. Yeah. yeah. I don't have there that energy. There was effort. <laughs> yeah. There was certainly effort. Maybe yeah, which, which I which I do like, by the way, that there's this, it's not all the same. It takes yeah. a certain connection, power, and, and energy uh, with the force. Yeah, mm-hmm. it takes focus. Yeah. yeah. Which, which shows if you're powerful enough to pull a star destroyer out of the sky, you got a lot of power, but yeah, it also energy drain. Yeah. So a lot of Jedi training is about patience and, and control. So uh, is there any experiences at Kinko's, Joseph, that you've, uh, <laughs> the closest you've been to Jedi training in real life or beyond? Oh, yeah. I mean, certainly uh, patience, working customers, service at Kinko's. But oh, the thing yeah. that actually came to mind, I've talked about it before, uh, uh, of various creative things where learning the lessons of, of Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. of if I'm focused and calm, I can do it uh, better. But I was thinking about a particularly acting experience I, where I was not, I was just an actor. And by mm-hmm. then I had already been doing a lot of writing and directing and producing of my own stuff. So it was a different challenge of patience to mm. just right. do what is said. And especially when a lot of uh, decisions uh, I didn't necessarily agree with. And it was a show with a bunch of physical components. It was a wrestling show. Oh. oh. And we had a big fake wrestling ring. Yeah. So I had to trust the people who built it that it actually... Worked. Worked. I had to trust the other actors that because I did a bunch of the big physical pratfall stuff. Where like, all right, you grab my shirt, but then I'm going to throw myself across (laughs) this ring, and if you throw me wrong or don't throw me, I will get 
hurt. But, so they're like that came to mind because it was uh, something that tasted uh, that tested my patience, mm. and I was also like physically at risk. Right. Every show. So like even though I disagreed with a lot of the choices, I had to have trust and faith and belief in all of the people around me. Yeah. That the show would work like comedically. Yeah. And that I would not get hurt. Yeah, and it yeah, not, literally, yeah, literally, more. literally hurt that I could stand. Yeah. Eventually, they made me stop standing on the top ring because the That's stage manager enough. was like, "That hurts my knees when you jump down." <laughs> I'm in the booth, and it hurts my knees to watch you do that. So <laughs> stop. Don't, <it>. don't do <laughs> that. Um, yeah, comedy is a good way to look at. It. I spent me all my time training at the Groundlings and going up four years there, and there's a lot of trust and patience, and then you get used to disappointment and attachment. Should be forbid, but it's not. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of that there, and I've had the other way around. You know, baseball coach just mentioned that, and and. And, um, you know, being a, a, a leader slash boss for 12 years, it's so I love, I get there's horrible bosses. I deal with them myself, but it's also, trust me, there's horrible employees. So patience control <laughs> and, and just every day having to go into for, for, for 12 years, every day going into training briefings with young men and women and be like, we're going to, we might deal with some tough situations. We might, uh, uh, you must unlearn what you've learned, and also you must deal with the boredom of this job and the mundane of this job. Because next thing you know, zero to sixty in two seconds, and and having to uh, uh, try to impart that kind of wisdom. But I think in terms of learning, I, I, yeah, I go to the time of uh, a group of twelve learning improv comedy in an intense level. Yeah, and twelve. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. A lot of yeah, lot of lot. people <laughs> fighting for space <laughs> in the comedy world. Jennifer, yeah, yeah right there with you. Um, it's serving. I was a server for almost 10 years wow. and that was my t- testing my patience and oh, always yeah. being you know, with a smile even when I they were being so awful to me <laughs> you know just being okay I think the the thing though that's interesting is being an actor has yeah. really Forced me to believe in myself because you meet so many awful people, <laughs> wonderful people, but you deal oh, with a lot man. of bad directors, yeah. mean casting people, think people that criticize you. You know, you're too this, you're too that, you're not enough of this, you're too much of that, and right. you have to always come back to yourself at the end of the day and be like, I- I'm okay. I believe I'm a good actor. I know I can do this. It really yeah. is, you know, forcing That's actually, you to yeah. meditate. It, it is a career with no clearly defined end line. No. Yeah. And that, right. that needs patience. And you're facing yeah. your fear when you know every time you walk into a different audition, you don't know if it's going to be a pleasant experience or an awful experience. Right. Exactly. You master your fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Jedi need trials. We go through that. We've never really seen Anakin's trials in canon. The The first Clone Wars, yeah. he goes off on his Jedi trial, which I would love to see that come back in some way. I know the series won't be canon, but you know, I'd love to see that. Maybe yeah. we will at some point. The Jedi trials and Ilum, the gathering, that's a bit of a trial. So uh, you would need a trial. We saw Leia face a series of trials in the Princess of Alderaan. Yeah. Trials are big in this galaxy. What would your, your trial be? What would you have to face about yourself, Jennifer? Oh, Not yeah. throwing things at customers at restaurants? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, trust your instincts. I think I have a problem with perfectionism where I do it once and I'm like, mm, that's not good enough. And I do it 20 more times to get it just right. <laughs> right. And oftentimes I'll go back and go, you know, the first time was actually pretty good. <laughs> so just trust your instincts and just let it go. I like that, Joseph. So your trial would be just like a one take video. Yep. That is going to be published oh, no matter what. Yep, exactly. Yeah. It's a good oh, social that's experiment. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was thinking of like if. Uh, maybe for me, uh, but for people in in general too, to just like uh, have to go through a contentious, like make a really contentious Facebook post, <gasps> mm-hmm. and then you have to talk it out with each person. Like each. you have to go into the comments, and each 
stranger, oh, each God. friend, each family member who challenged you or yeah. fought with you, you have to take the time to see yeah. if you can get to that point of understanding. Mm-hmm. Because with some people, and I don't have the time to do it, but I've tried on mm-hmm. Facebook to be like, I will engage. Yeah. And sometimes you realize, oh, in just a second of clarifying or empathy, it goes away. Yeah. yeah. And other people right. who are just like, they're to be angry. And yeah. it's that good Jedi process of, I'm not taking this all the way to, and then you have to get a lightsaber and go to their house. <laughs> but you, you realize, like, we have reached an impasse. That's a good modern day trial. Yeah. Wow. And I if like you were that. a Jedi, it would get to that level. Yeah. In the Star Wars galaxy, it would be the level of, we are truly at an impasse. Yeah. And so I must use my so lightsaber. Aggressive. Or, uh, walk away or lose my lightsaber. Right. Or use right. my lightsaber. That's fair. I think, I, you know, I, my trial, I've recently faced it and I face it every few years. It had been about six years since I faced it last. And that is uh, moving and building new Ikea furniture. And I know you went through this trial recently, Joseph. <laughs> well, I was um, not alone, though. I had yes, my wife. Uh, well, so I was alone. And uh, it's a real... There's a lot of anger that comes up, a lot of frustration, a lot of throwing things, and you must learn to release that anger, keep calm, and then you will come out on the other side, okay? Um, there is a, a desk in my room right now that okay. uh, really, really took me down to the dark side. Oh, I, I, I <laughs> really I, took me down to the dark side. Building with patience. <laughs> well, I think collectively we could, all three of us, uh, you know, if we pulled our resources, run a pretty good Jedi Academy, or you guys can choose to go where you want to go. You want to go to Jennifer's Hogwarts uh, version, <laughs> the Scrimshaw Academy, or the uh, Knapsack School of Space Wizardry. We got it all for you here. What is your guys' thoughts on building a Jedi Academy? What do you think Luke did to make it all so wrong? How What went wrong? And how will he train Ray. Let us know. Reach us uh, on Twitter at Force Center Pod, Facebook. Send us your messages. Use that hashtag Force Center so we can find it easier. We got a lot of questions coming at us all the time and we love them. And Joseph, we got some good ones here today. That's right. We got four great ones. Not three good ones and one bad one. We have four great ones. Uh, As always, we take a couple from uh, non uh, patrons and these are from uh, Facebook. Merrick Jackson Jenkins asks Do you guys have any actors that you'd like to see in a Star Wars film. I'd like to see a Rami Malek and Edgar Ramirez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael good. Kenneth Williams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and not there. Yeah. yeah. Not there. Um, uh, you know, gosh, you guys know I love There's, my Game of Thrones. Yeah. I'd love to see uh, uh, Stephen Delane, Stannis Baratheon, uh, Charles Dance, some of the old grumpy guys. Make them some sort of uh, Star Wars go- uh, government, uh, some kind of a hole in the government <laughs> causing problems for the resistance. I'd be happy. Mm. Councilor Grumps, nice. Yeah. Jennifer, how about you? Oh, there are so many great actors. I know. But immediately, I go to uh, uh, from um, Walking Dead. D- d- oh, forgive me. Deny Guerrera. That's oh yeah, Denai, yeah. Deny. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's just so awesome and and yeah. can just deliver so much in just a look. Um, and she can go. She I can see her part of the dark side. Who knows? The possibilities yeah. are endless. She knows how to wield a saber, right? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michonne, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Rami Malek's a great answer too, Mac. I love that one. Though. Yeah, too. he is powerful. Uh, Joseph, I've mentioned Rory McCain from uh, Game of Thrones because yeah. he's just got an amazing physical presence and he's easy with comedy. Uh, and also just because Twin Peaks is on my brain, uh, Cheryl Lee, who plays Laura Palmer in the whole Twin Peaks story, is an amazing actor who I think got a little typecast as Laura mm-hmm, Palmer mm-hmm. and hasn't got to do as much. 
Uh, I'd love to see her uh, bounce from the return and get to do uh, other things. Uh, she plays at some points Laura really affected by evil, and I could see Cheryl Lee being an amazing Sith or Night Sister. I could be amazed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, we have a question from Hunter Ewing, who asks, "What advice do you have to keep the last Jedi ex- expectations in check with its more or less flawless production?" positivity and surprise from all the different cast and producers. What do you do to even out your own expectations and advise on how best to enjoy the experience? Ooh, is- I mean, that is yeah. the question okay. of questions and it's been the question since, uh, well, we heard Lucasfilm was sold to Disney in 2012. Yeah. Expectations, how do you measure them in this age of big time fandom and big time properties? Expectations are, I think, what sinks a lot of things because even if something's great, we want it to be something else, so then you don't think it's great. So I think, Hunter, much like the Jedi here, you must unlearn what you have learned. <laughs> you must let yourself go, and you must just see what's there. And then what we always try to do here in Force Center is celebrate. Is celebrate things. Do I think Force Awakens was perfect? No, but I love that movie. Yeah. I have problems with Rogue One, but I love that movie. And just be okay with that. You might have problems. You might not like those Rathars, but you might <laughs> like other things. And uh, the Porgs could be a problem, or they could be the greatest thing ever. We just have to take a deep breath, Hunter, enter that theater, and enjoy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to throw out a, a, a question, and, I'll, and then I'll have you uh, do the, the last response to this question, Jennifer. Um, I want to, Hunter, I am actively trying to look forward to what are the one or two things that I'll, will annoy me or I dislike <laughs> and just embrace fully that that is a part of the Star Wars experience. I don't like the Vader pun in Rogue One. Right. And as soon as that made me mad, it made me mad and happy at the same time. He's like, oh, there's the one thing right. that, I don't, that I really right. don't like. So just embrace <laughs> that there will be, it will be an amazing movie yeah, with yeah. one or two things you're like, Why'd they do that? Yeah. BB-8 didn't need an evil BB-8. That's a part of the fun of being a Star Wars fan. Yep. And we can always offer you counseling here on uh, Force Center, on <laughs> the Star right. Wars counseling and, and everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer, how, how are you preparing and how do you think other people should? I think that no matter, it's a Star Wars film. You, we're going to love it. Yeah. We're going to enjoy it. It's going to be a fun ride. And I think that you'll know that there'll be one thing, at least one thing that you're going to love. One scene, one character, whatever that is, find the one positive mm. and that will make it worth it. But, you know, we, we get Star Wars now. So if this one isn't, like, the perfect one, there'll be another one that you'll really enjoy. Yeah. Right. Porgs might be on screen for a total of 35 seconds. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> we'll be likely. ready for that. Uh, next up, uh, our Patreon questions we have from Tim Van Newland. In almost a month, Battlefront will be released. Uh, we're getting ahead of our recording schedule, so it's closer now. Would you guys consider streaming while you play through this story campaign? I would love to see your reactions to the story. Tim, I will start. I would love to see my reactions to the story, too. Uh, and I think this is mainly a question of time and time. Yeah. Time and tech. And, uh, you know, not speaking for Jennifer, who is uh, more, uh, you know, good with uh, building costumes and those same kind of things, Joseph. Yeah. You and I are those old guys <laughs> holding uh, controllers in our hands going, which one's the jump button? <laughs> Even though we've grown up with these video games. Yeah. I look at things like Twitch and I'm like, well, that seems cool. I'm not going to have anything to do with it. Um, But, Tim, we do get this question a lot, and and it's a fair question. It's something we've talked about. Maybe we do a one-time special. We'd like to work on it. We'll see. But the the time commitment is also realistic. I I once once was offered a chance at uh, Popcorn Talk to, to play weekly 
uh, Knights of the Old Republic because I've never played it, and they would stream it and watch it, and it would have been probably pretty interesting and fun. I just couldn't commit to it. I yeah. can't commit to that. Uh, and that's sometimes the realistic nature of this uh, this podcast business we're in, Tim, until it grows and grows and grows. Uh, eventually, if you know, if Force Center was the only thing we were doing every day other than raising children and eating hamburgers and frozen pizzas, um, <laughs> then absolutely we would do this. But it is, it's been talked about, Tim, and, and definitely we're going to have be talking about it for yeah. sure. Yeah. So we Tim, we want you to know, we want all our other listeners to know that the desire is there powerfully yes. and, and we will look into a way to do it, but there are all sorts of challenges. Jennifer, do you have anything to add? No, nope, we're here to all that. All right, then Jennifer, there has been a special request. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, this <laughs> next patron, uh, I have taken a good run at saying his name. I'll pat myself on the back for yep. trying. Uh-huh. Uh, but he, he said very kindly, and if you want, you could just let Jennifer say my name because she says it correctly. Oh, I do? <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. So, Jennifer, this name is yours to say. Sure, it's Guillaume GB. I'm thinking like the actor, right? Robert Guillaume? Yeah, I think the point is it shouldn't be this hard for me to say people's <laughs> names, and I need to go to a name-saying academy. Yeah. Uh, Guillaume. Guillaume. So, yeah. Guillaume. Guillaume. It's not like that hard. It. I think I've just like Guillaume? tried to over... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we, yeah. No, Jennifer's got it. I've been there. Let us know if, we did, uh, if I did it right. And in fact, Jennifer, why don't you just read the question? Hello there, Force Center crew. I've been listening to you since your review of The Force Awakens, and I am happy to say that you've been part of my weekly routine ever since. Here's my question. What are the odds that Force Lightning will be featured again in Episode 8 or 9, and who would you like to see using it? Snoke, Kylo, or maybe Luke? My money is on Kylo. Ooh, this is a juicy Ooh, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ken, Ken? what do you think? Uh, that is an amazing question. I absolutely want to see Force Lightning back. I think we could see it as soon as eight. I think it, if I had a bet money, I'd say Snoke, but I would love for Luke to use it. Oh. Yeah. 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 Wow. Wow. I think we're seeing lightning with a twist. I th- I don't. I think we're already seeing force. Lightning with a twist is a great drink, by the way. <laughs> it's delicious. It really is. I've had some rough nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, lightning with a twist. Um, but I, I think we already saw new force abilities in The Force Awakens. Yeah. Which is great. Uh, and I want to see that Snoke has a different perspective. So I'd love to see him use lightning in a different way. Maybe actually summons it. Maybe it's mm-hmm. a different color. Uh, or maybe Luke has some very, like, pure white neutral version right. of lightning or some other tendrils shoot out of his hand. So something very lightning-like, but mm-hmm. different. I like yeah. that. I, I like think that. It has to be different, right? Because if, right. if Snoke does use it, then it's like, oh, the Emperor. So I, yeah. I do feel, yeah, Luke, oh, that would be so interesting. Maybe Kylo. Maybe mm. Kylo. I like Kylo, that too. Yeah, yeah. Would that. Kylo's be different, or would it just be him going like, "Look what I can do"? I think he wants to do it old school. Oh wait, like, I, yeah. you know? I got the sleeper yeah. pick. The sleeper pick. This Ooh. is the one that'll win you the money if it hits. <laughs> General Leia. Oh, that would be amazing. Oh my gosh, that'd be phenomenal. That'd be interesting. Oh, poor, wow. poor Hamlin Holdos. <laughs> fried no, by no. Jim. No, no, it's no, not going to happen. No. Those are our audience questions. Thank you all for sending them in. Keep sending them in. At Force Center. Absolutely. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, hit us there. All As you know, we take them from Patreon each time. You're guaranteed to get something in from Patreon. So follow us if you want. Just $2 a month will get you the bonus episode of Finish the Fan Fiction and more other special things and rewards on the way as we're working on that. We have a goal of new non-generic theme music so we can sound different from a soap commercial. It is on there. Check it out at patreon.com slash Force Center. Our uh, merchandise is available on TeePublic. That is TeePublic.com slash user slash Force Center. New design. 
sign on the way. Thank you, as always, Joseph, for bringing in your insight. I want to go to your school. Where could I follow <laughs> you to find out when you're opening up at Jedi Academy? Yes, the Scrimshaw Academy of Make the Problems Go Away. You can find out all the information uh, on my social media. You can find me at Joseph Scrimshaw, Twitter and Instagram. You can follow uh, my podcast, Obsessed. Uh, I'm still doing some stuff on Anchor. Uh, my station there is Head Cannon. And, uh, of course, you can come see my shows. I have a big one coming up in Los Angeles called Game Night, a variety show. Info on that is on my website at josephsgrimshaw.com. Look for the live shows page. Absolutely. Jennifer, uh, I know you do uh, wonderful work for StarWars.com, and this Halloween you've got some stuff up there, but uh, where else can they find your wonderful work? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, at Jennifer Landa, and I feel like this has been my Jedi Academy for Center. I've learned so much. <laughs> I am an old pupil, but I'm still learning. <laughs> Thanks for taking me on. Yeah. <laughs> You're great. Not as much gray as it in my beard. Uh, follow me at Cat Napsock. I do have that show on Anchor called Daily Thrones. Napsock Files is also out there. Well, if you want some non-Star Wars podcasting from me, that is it for now. We'll see you guys next time. What Jedi school do you want to join? We're accepting memberships to all of them. We'll see you next time here on Force Center.